Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement joke. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be talking about when it's the right time to take an off-season from working out. If you can hear the fan or heater in the background, I am sorry about that. I am in Park City, Utah currently, and let's see, the weather right now is a balmy 18 degrees. So this van electric heater is just cranking, and it pretty much doesn't turn off, although I've got it pointed back at itself right now, so it might turn off really quick here and there, and you might hear it. So sorry about that. I've got the uh, mic turned to an appropriate amount of gain so that hopefully you don't hear it, but here we go. It is what it is. So this podcast is all about when you should be taking a break from your training, essentially. Excuse me here for just one second. My notes just jumped off of the screen. Hey, what do you know? My notes are completely gone right now. Where did you go, Mr. Notes? All right, back at you here. Holy smokes. Apparently, when I was trying to show you the weather, I accidentally deleted my whole notes for this particular podcast. It was somehow in the swiping gesture, deleted the whole thing, and it was in my notes deleted section, so I had to pull it out, and now we should be back and and ready to rock. But this podcast is all about when it's right to take an off-season from working out. And if you are working out a lot, you probably should be listening to this podcast, and or if you have a hard training season coming up, or if you have a competition coming up, this is all good stuff for looking for signs for when you should take a little bit of time off, and then how much time you should be taking off. And we'll talk about that as well, because I think that it's kind of this mystery, especially for CrossFitters and people that are really uh, hard-charging athletes, and maybe even the kids that are coming up these days when you play sports constantly. I know I went from baseball to basketball to soccer constantly without really having an off-season. Unfortunately, I feel like the different seasons were different enough that you got some sort of recovery from the last season. But then once it got into high school for me, then it was pretty much baseball all the time and you didn't really get an off season so much unless you know you had these little built-in breaks like you had like Christmas break or you had like a spring break or certain little things where you get to go home if you're in college or whatever or, or training a lot and you would usually take some time off at that particular time and that would give you recovery but I feel like now that we're adults we get excited about, you know, doing these events, CrossFit events, Tough Mudders, marathons, all this stuff. And if you're really into it, then you probably don't take enough time off. But what we're going to talk about first is why you should be taking a time off because an off season is going to keep the gains coming for you. It's also going to help you to avoid injuries. So, what is an off-season? An off-season could just be down-regulating the amount or volume of training or, or intensive training that you're doing or actually taking a full week or two weeks off or even a month depending on, on how hard you are charging. Like if you're a CrossFit Games athlete listening to this, 
you should probably try and take a one whole month off, you know, not completely like doing nothing, like sitting on the couch and vegging out for a month, but like a month off from hard training. And you're just, you know, going through the motions, having fun, doing things that you wouldn't usually do because you want to avoid injuries. You want to continue to gain and our bodies can't just continue to pile it on. They really can't. And I've gone through this myself. The reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I try to walk the walk and talk the talk. And I'm the person that has put myself into overtraining. I've trained way too hard, you know, several times. And I don't give myself the time off that I usually need. And going and moving into a van, which I'm in right now, has given me this new perspective on when you can kind of lighten the load and what that can do for your body. It's really interesting how that works. And since I track so much stuff, I get to see how well I'm doing with these recovery and breaks. So let's go through some signs of what you should be looking for in order to know if you should be taking an off-season or a break from training. The first one is that you aren't recovering, okay? And this could be just like generally feeling worn down. I know that when I was training a lot, I'd go through these times where I'd have like weeks Especially when I was getting my my overtraining and adrenal fatigue stuff, I would go, you know, weeks or months where I would hardly ever have a day that I felt good. It was just you're in this grind and it felt better to work out than not work out, but the workouts, you never really felt awesome. Another thing is consistently bad uh, HRV scores or consistently low recovery scores if you're using a whoop strap, which I do recommend that you use. And you can use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself, I believe it's 15% off or a free month, something like that, with the code ALLAROUNDJOE. And if you would like to, if you're using a whoop strap and like to get into the Get Better Project whoop team, let me know. And I will put you in there. You can compare your scores with myself and Emily and some of the other Get Better Project athletes there. Uh, Blood testing indicators like high creatine kinase is another indicator that you might be training a little bit too hard if you can't get your mind and body wrapped around when you should be taking a break. I know that my creatine kinase is usually elevated, but when I'm taking down or, or have less training volume, it goes down a little bit. I think for me, it's, it's a genetic thing. So like I know that uh, my brother and I believe it was my mom had that as well, just high and you know we're not all always training really hard all the time. So that should have had some variance. If it wasn't a genetic thing, I would have thought. Uh, the next thing is you can't get on top of your sleep. Now, this is a big one. And one thing, or I would say the best thing about having a whoop or like an aura ring is that you get to track your sleep. Um, or it could be a Garmin. If you have one of the newer Garmins, you'll track sleep there too. They just don't do quite as good a job with their their how they present it so that you know how you're doing day after day. And if anybody from Garmin would like to hire me to consult with you on how to make this better, I will would love to do that. So just let me know. But you want to stay on top of your sleep. Um, what that means is either you're having trouble falling asleep. That could be a problem. And if that's the case, you should listen to my, my podcast on sleep. I'll put it in the show notes so that you can go and see like how to prepare your sleep habits so that you can fall asleep faster and stay asleep better. The other one is you can't stay asleep, obviously, or you're just have uh, you're restless sleeper. So none of these things are normal. And you should for the most part, consistently be a good sleeper. Having a bad night's sleep every now and again, you know, once, maybe twice a week, you know, that that's part of life. Sometimes we have these bad rhythms or maybe you drink alcohol late 
later than you should have at night because alcohol absolutely disrupts your sleep. I don't, I mean, science has proven it. There's no argument there. Alcohol disrupts your sleep, especially if you have it within something like, it's like three or four hours of going to bed. So when most people decide to have that alcohol, it is helping you not get good sleep. Or if you're not getting eight plus hours of sleep, so you're having trouble doing that, that all is going to go back probably to your environment. So you probably, if you're having trouble falling asleep, it's probably your routine and your environment. If you're having trouble staying asleep, it's probably the environment. Could be your routine as well. Could be overtraining as well because your cortisol is getting all messed up and spiking at the wrong times. Um, And it could, well, and if you're not getting eight hours of sleep a night or eight plus hours of sleep a night and you're training hard, there's also something that's going on there. So it's probably the environment, right? Your room's either too warm, you're using the wrong kind of blanket, it is too light in your room, it should be 100% completely dark, no lights from your phone, from your you know clock. You, know, gotta, you don't need a clock in your room. You know, you've got all these devices that can alarm you now when you need to get up. So all, all those lights, you shouldn't have bathroom lights, you shouldn't have hallway lights, you shouldn't have those little glow, glow lights that people like to plug in in their rooms, get rid of that crap. It's terrible stuff for your sleep. So if any of those things are are a problem, you should consider this. Yes, taking time away from training can help you get your sleep aligned because a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, it is a cortisol overtraining issue where your cortisol is rather than spiking in the morning like it's supposed to and then dwindling off through the rest of the day and then maybe spiking again at your workout, you can get these weird things where your cortisol actually spikes before you go to bed and then you're just like wired and wide awake when you're trying to go to sleep and that is no fun i've been there (laughs) uh your workouts next up i should say your workouts have consistently been bad or you aren't getting better like you should uh this could be due to like lack of commitment but we're gonna assume that you're working hard that you take coaching well Yes, I am pointing at you if you're the person that doesn't take coaching well. We should all take coaching well. Uh, We've had several people back in our old gym that could have been fantastic athletes, but they thought they were better than they were, and and they just couldn't take coaching. They weren't humble enough to take coaching. I mean, it's like, holy smokes. I used to get pissed because I was the head coach, and nobody would give me critiques. They're like, oh, Joe should know what he's doing, or they assume that like I can see or feel that I'm doing something wrong. You can't. Even if you're a coach, high level, whatnot, we all want and need coaching. So if you see something, say something, always. And you need to be that person that takes the coaching and applies it and really like drinks it in. If you're not that person, then you, you should be jumping on that right now. And you need to follow a good program, you know? a good competitive program that has the right type of cycles that is going to have the right type of variations and not going to force you into overtraining because it's using the same patterns too often. You need to be aware of that. Uh, Your PRs are a thing of the past. You haven't had any PRs in a long time. That would be a sign. You don't have an explosive or energized feeling when you're in the middle of the workouts. You're just feeling like down and out or you can't really amp up uh, your sympathetic nervous system, right? You can't really, your fight or flight, it doesn't really kick in there when you're in a point that it needs to be. You, If if you're feeling this, you're, you're feeling me. You know what I'm talking about because you can't really miss that stuff. So if you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're probably okay in this particular category. 
So no, no noticeable changes in your body uh, if that's your goal, right? Like let's say that you've been uh, trying to lose some body fat and for the last, um, and I'm not talking about like a week or two here, guys. And people want results so fast. It's not about getting results fast. It's about consistent results over time. Because if you set those habits up so that you're doing the right things for the next five years, you're never going to have to worry about like being too fat or not seeing your abs or feeling insecure about your body. You just set up these really little things like going to the gym for you know an hour or five days a week and working hard. You figure that out and you just do it and make it a habit. As much as a habit it is going to the job that you probably dislike, holy smokes, come on. You in you know a year, it will be a year probably more or less than five years, but in five years you're like, 100% dialed in. Nobody can knock you off that rock. You're just totally ripped or as, as ripped as you want to be. It's that simple. And you just create these small little habits. And it really doesn't even, it, the hour doesn't have to be a full hour of working out. People say, oh my God, I got to work out for an hour. No, not really. You just takes an hour. You got to go to the gym. You get to the gym. You're at the gym for an hour, but you probably, if you've done it right, you've you know maybe done some strength training or some sort of accessory work. And then you've done a hard metabolic conditioning workout that is using large multi-joint movements that are constantly varied and you're just working hard. That's it. It probably only takes you like 20 or 30 minutes actually working time. And you're just at the gym for an hour. That's the habit that you're trying to create. So you haven't made any changes in your body composition and that's your goal. So your diet seems to be locked in. Your training seems to be locked in. This is probably a point where you're at an over, or reaching overtraining state or overreaching state. And your body is kind of freaking out and it's not doing the things that it should be doing. So it's a very big sign that you need some time off. It's like if you've been doing too many marathons or you've been cutting for a body for bodybuilding shows or for, you know, uh, modeling shoots or something like that too many times in a row, your body can can go into these phases where you don't have you haven't been eating enough fat or something. You know, you're you're really cutting too hard. That, that could be something as well. And taking time off from it. When I say taking time off, I want to really be clear that it doesn't mean that you're like going out and eating pizza every day, right? People get in their mind, they're like, oh, time off. It means like eating good stuff. You're still eating good stuff. Maybe eating more calories. You're more lax on it. You spend a week not counting your calories and everything like that. You eat high quality foods. Pizza is not a high quality food. Like the things that we have available to us right now in like fast food is not high quality and it's not normal either. So when I say taking a break, it's just eating normal food that we wouldn't have had if we weren't in this like advanced society. So you go to the store, you buy stuff like vegetables and fruits and meats and nuts and you cook them. Or you have, or those are the types of foods that you actually buy that someone else cooked. They're like whole foods, right? They're not processed crap. So, I mean, there's a few places that we could talk about that'd be fine, like a Chipotle, a Panera salad, something like that. But for the most part, just I want to make sure that we're on the same page because people seem to tend to jump to these conclusions. Oh, I'm gonna take a week off. Yeah, let's go get pizza. You know, let's go drink some beers. No. Not like that. You're trying to get your body to recover. So you want to have enough nutrition. You want to have enough water. You want to have some movement. I'm not saying, you know, just you cold turkey, stop it. Like your people try and go cold turkey and work out really hard. Small habits, guys. You go a little bit one direction, a little bit the other direction. Sometimes if you're totally overtrained, like I was, 
had adrenal fatigue, I had to take a full month off. But if you haven't identified that, if your body hadn't start stopped producing cortisol or something like that, then that's not the direction you want to take. Um, but you're not reaching, let's say you're not reaching your body fat goals, you know, and it's been a couple months. Let's say that it's taken in a last two months, you really haven't changed much. So that means you either need to change something like you're just eating too much food, you're not working out hard enough, or you're overdoing it and you need to take a little bit of time off. So try taking a week where you just, you know, go through the motions in the gym. You eat kind of like whatever amount that you feel like, high-quality foods, um, and see what happens. See if it, your body can just bounce right back. It's really amazing how this happens. Um, so there's, it could also be that you're, you're training hard, you're eating right, but you're, you're gaining. You're not gaining. You're not like getting improvements. So that could also be something that's similar to this like body fat thing, you know, just like something is not changing the way that you want it to change any of these things. And the, the other thing or the last thing that we're going to talk about is like, let's say that you've had a competition or you just start stopped an intense training cycle or you had an event that you just completed. So what can happen with a lot of these circumstances is that you are super high on it even if it was very hard. So like, let's say that you just went through an intense CrossFit training cycle with one of these big CrossFit uh, brands and they don't, they didn't have a good deload week or they go into the deload week, but you don't really feel like you want to do it because you just had some serious gains and you were totally jazzed up. That's the time that you need to really identify, hey, I just went through this, you know, three month hard training cycle and even though I'm feeling at the top of my game, probably because you're producing a lot of cortisol at that point and you feel good, that's when you need to be like, all right, the coach just programmed a down cycle. I need to take that seriously and I need to listen to the percentages. I need to listen to the intensities. Maybe saying like, go at like 60 to 70% through, you know, you're still working out, but really take that to heart. Go easy so that you can go hard the next week or two or three down the road. Um, it could be like you just did a marathon. You know, a lot of times people go and do these big events or a Tough Mudder or something like that, or they're so jazzed up or like, you know, it used to be like the CrossFit Open or CrossFit Regionals or CrossFit Sanctional, and you're so jazzed up, but you just trained incredibly hard. You're so pumped. The next Monday after the event, you go and you just hit it hard. You crush it for the next week because you're so pumped up and so jazzed and so motivated. Let me tell you, that is something that I've done before. Guilty as charged, but it is not what you want to do. You want to actually program in the rest that you that you need. And if you are completely out of it, meaning that like you know that you trained insane, or you had this you know event like it was a marathon and you've never done anything that long before, literally take a full week of super easy training or no training. I like to, you know, kind of feel it out. If I feel pretty good, I will do some blood flow kind of work. So it's like flow training. For me, that might be, that would still be CrossFit style workouts, but it'd be either lighter weight or a lot of rest, you know, at like 60, 70% of intensity, just moving. Like my goal is not to, to increase intensity or break down tissue at all. It is simply to move and get blood flow moving through my body so that it, I will recover faster. 
so that I am just keeping with pace and recovering faster. If you're totally wiped out after one of these races, then I would recommend like a walking and eating a lot of good quality food. You know, like every day you just go for like an hour walk and don't worry about anything else or just some body weight movements to get the blood flowing, not even picking up a weight at all. And that could even go for as long as two weeks if you're feeling totally beat up. Really listen to your gut. That's something that I feel like we've lost the ability to do is listen to our guts. I know that I had this problem where it was like, well, there's a there's a workout program. My coach programmed the workout. That means I should probably do it. <laughs> you know, and I should do it hard because there, back in the day, there was no intensity prescriptions at all. It was just like, here's the workout, crush it get after it. Everybody's crushing it. And you don't know if you're comparing yourself to the person that had just had some time off and they're feeling totally good. Or if you're comparing yourself to somebody that's like sloshed, like you're feeling. So it's really important to listen to your gut and know and be okay with like, oh, today's a day that I can really crush or this week's a week that I can really crush. Or I should take it easy or I should take it off. So listen to that. If you have any questions about this, let me know. Hit me up. I would love it if you put them in the comments section because then we all get to learn about it. And the comments are allaroundjoe.com slash 235. That's where the show notes are for this. So if you put those down there, I would be happy to give you my expert opinion on what you're going through because I know that when I was in the fire, I had a really hard time giving myself good advice when I was really training hard and in the fire. I'm hoping that you can learn from what I've, the mistakes that I've made and make better decisions. That's my hope for this podcast. But if you're having trouble with that, reach out to me, ideally in the show notes. If it's something that's too personal, send me an email, joedollaranjo.com, and we will get you, I will give you my expert opinion. I am not a doctor, but I've gone through a lot of this. I've been working as a fitness coach, trainer, all that stuff for 20 years. I have seen some things and gone through some things and done a lot of testing. So I can give you uh, my opinion, which is all that it is. And you can hopefully take it and uh, run with it and be healthier, happier, and train harder, getting more gains. All right. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast coming to you from Park City in the van at, uh, you know, really cold outside. I believe it was 18 degrees. I'm going to run over into the Whole Foods and get some work done, get this uh, podcast all edited up along with some of the other videos. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure that you're on my Feel Good Friday email list and you can get on that by going to allaroundjoe.com and just right there on the first page, signing up for the Feel Good Friday. I share about three to five things uh, that are that I've gone or encountered or that are cool that I've run into over the week uh, that I would like to share with you. Those could be like books that I'm reading that I think are really good. That could be things that I'm snacking on that I think are good high quality snacks. That could be epic adventures that I've gone on that I think you should add to your bucket list. It could be podcasts that I'm listening to, all kinds of stuff. So it's just a, something to start your weekend that will have you moving in the right direction and it will be get, helping to get through that last day before you get some time off. So it usually comes out about 6.30 a.m. PST on Friday morning and uh, it also keeps you connected with me so you can always hit reply to that email if you have any questions about anything. So that's at allaroundjoe.com. And I would love to have you on my email list. If you like this podcast, 
please subscribe to it by hitting that subscribe button. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to me on YouTube and hit the thumbs up or the like button if you're seeing this in some other location. Last but not least, uh, if you would like a training program, the one that I do to keep myself in awesome shape, uh, head over to getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. We've got a daily at-home workout program that requires minimal equipment or no equipment if you would like to go with that route and is exactly what we're doing to keep ourselves in amazing shape every single day. So all you can, all you need to do to get started with that is go to getbetterproject.com slash getbetter. And we'd love to have you in the program. We work with people daily in the Get Better Project, write programs, have video trainings, all that fun stuff. And you get to be a part of a great community that is always trying to get better and help each other. It's just a thriving, awesome thing. So if you have any questions about that, let me know. Hope to see you in the group. All right, guys. I am out of here from Park City, Utah. Going to go catch some pow tomorrow, hopefully. And I will see you on the next podcast. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. Like I said, I'll see you on the next podcast.